Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions, an opportunity for you to get a seat at the table. Today, Glenn Lundy interviews the author of Law of Attraction. Michael has been interviewed four times by Oprah Winfrey and has even hosted his own show on Oprah and Friends Radio. He's helping people so that they have more positive vibes by harnessing the power of Law of Attraction. So let's pull up a seat and let's join in on Breakfast with Champions. Would hit the plus sign, invite some of your friends to get on up in here because it's about to get real here in Breakfast with Champions. So hit the plus sign, invite your friends, get them in here, let them know this conversation is about to happen. It's about to go down. Michael, sir, what an honor. Thank you very much. I'm very excited. I've been listening in almost every day, kind of peeking in, hearing the vibe, and I knew it would be the right place for me to come. So about four weeks ago, I set the energy in motion that you and I would be friends here today. So how's that for the power of law of attraction? Yeah, that sounds awesome, man. So tell me what Ta-da. that looked like. What was your process four weeks ago of setting that energy in motion? Well, first you have to understand that we're being eavesdropped. Right now, law of attraction, which is universal energy, I can't prove it to anybody, but there's an energy that's eavesdropping on our vibration. And our vibration is just our vibe. We might use that word. We might say, I'm giving off a negative vibe or a positive vibe. Well, that vibe is really your feeling. So when you're ticked off and angry and disappointed, you don't even know it, but you're sending a negative vibe. And then when you're hopeful and you're looking forward to it, and I was planning on being here, now I'm sending a positive vibe. And this universal energy called law of attraction is eavesdropping. I call it the vibrational bubble. Imagine that you have a bubble around you, and inside the bubble are your vibes. And law of attraction, which is this universal energy around you, has a two-word job description. Imagine that. You know, when I worked for the Canadian government, I had a 17-page job description. The law of attraction (laughs) has a two-word job description. Uh, The other thing I want to say is that I'm a trainer. You know, I don't really call myself a motivational speaker. I'm a trainer, so you're going to get my trainer vibes today. So in order for anyone or everyone to get the best implementation so they can apply what I'm going to talk about today, I'm going to use accelerated learning techniques. And these techniques help accelerate the speed at which people are going to learn it. So would it be okay if people took notes and got it so much so that they could plug in what they need to do, know, say, and have so they can attract more of what they want and less of what they don't want? Give me a flash if you're willing to participate using accelerated learning techniques come on yes 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 let's go let's go i I knew i was in the right room for that you know okay well good so i'm talking about law of attraction there's a two-word job description write this down it's really easy to remember match vibrations imagine the help wanted sign for the universe help wanted vibrational matcher listen to the listen to the really fine print no brain required you see law of attraction which is this universal energy is responding to your vibe so when you're ticked off and angry disappointing complaining about something you don't like you're sending a vibration of what you're giving attention to and while you're doing that this obedient energy is responding to this negative vibe and listen now it starts to unfold and orchestrate to bring you more of what you said you didn't want. And then you say, why is this happening to me today? It's the third time today. What's going on? 
Well, what's going on is that law of attraction is checking your vibration and matching it, checking your vibration and matching it. What about when you're sending a positive vibe? What about when you're celebrating a success or a sale or a date or money or a, a customer or client? Guess what? Law of attraction is eavesdropping then too. And it doesn't know that you're celebrating or telling a friend or blogging about it or telling Glenn about it. Law of attraction doesn't know what you're doing. Listen, this is so important. It's responding to how you feel about what you're doing. So if I'm complaining, law of attraction doesn't know I'm complaining. It's responding to how I feel about when I'm claiming, um, complaining. So when I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna be preparing to meet Glenn one day, this is before anybody came up to me out of nowhere and said, hey, would you like to meet Glenn? You know what I said in my head? I've been waiting for this email. I didn't have to do anything. You see, law of attraction was eavesdropping on my vibration about this, and then it unfolded and orchestrated and brought to me what I said I wanted. What if I said, oh, I'll never get to talk to Glenn. You've got too many people out there. What if I sent that vibe? Law of attraction would unfold and orchestrate to make that happen too. So just a quick point. Law of attraction is already existing for all of you. You don't have to turn it on. It's already on. And right now, you can tell by what the vibe is that you're sending by what you're getting. You want to know the vibe you're sending about money? Look at your bank account. Open your wallet. It's a perfect match. Do you want to know the vibe that you're sending about getting ideal prospects? How's that working for you? You know, everything that you're receiving is evidence of the vibration that you've been sending about it. So that was a long answer to the question, how did I end up here? I was deliberate. Because law of attraction is always checking in and responding to my vibration, I made sure I was ascending the vibration of this today. And then people will say, did you get a feeling for it? I didn't know what the feeling would be like. It's kind of a myth. You don't have to get a feeling for what you desire. How would you know what it feels like? You haven't had it yet. Law of attraction is responding to what you give your attention, energy, and focus to, whether negative or positive. I'll say that key sentence again. Law of attraction is responding to what you give your attention to, whether negative or positive. Am I complaining or daydreaming? Am I worried or excited? Am I noticing the client that just canceled or am I looking at the ones that just hired me yesterday? See, the beauty is that you can control your vibrations. It's the only thing you can control. And you control your vibrations by controlling what you give attention to. And remembering that law of attraction is obedient. It's not smart with all due respect. It's obedient. So when you're complaining and worrying, it doesn't know that's what you don't want or do want. It's obedient. And it unfolds and orchestrates to bring you more of what you gave your attention to. It's not very smart. If it was my rule, it would be attract positive things any, uh, only. It's called the law of attraction for a reason. It's a law. And I can summarize everything from today, and I'll do it now. You'll hear me say it a couple of times. It could be the most important sentence. You might want to date your page and write it at the top of the page. It's five words. Write these down. I get what I vibrate, period. You don't always get what you want, but you always get what you vibrate. And if you're curious about the vibration that you're sending in any area of your life, go to that, that area, take a look and see what you're getting. It's a perfect match. 
Okay, Glenn, that was that was the answer to your question. That's the, yeah, man. Let's go. The, let's go. This is Woo! this is what's up. This 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 is the time. The time is now. I'm excited you're here. Let's go. Let's dig in. So I'm a oh. like I'm a very um, I'm I'm derivative in nature, right? Like so, if I don't if I learn a word or don't necessarily understand a word, I want to know where it was derived from, where it came from. I need to know the root so that I can understand it better. And so I need to know your roots when it comes to law of attraction. Like, how do you, how did you discover this? A, how did you study this? B, and how were you able to come to these, ultimately to these conclusions to where you're now able to teach it so effectively? Okay, well, great. Thank you, Glenn. Well, uh, you know, I grew up uh, kind of on my own. I had an older siblings, you know, like eight years apart. So I didn't hang out with anybody. I was kind of my own. I was also a fat, chubby kid. And I learned real early, all through school, that when I gave attention to bullies, boy, it flared up. And then I would say, well, why would the universe, or why would God, or why would, why would I have this? I, why am I, I'm such a nice person, yet I was attracting negative things, and I never understood why. And then as I got older, I noticed that, you know, and, and I'm using today's language, but I noticed that when I would give a friend attention to somebody that was friendly to me and start hanging around, with them, then the bully stopped. And I didn't really understand that. But as soon as I was on my own, and I was worried to go down the hall, you know, now you hear, the, the, you know, I'm walking down the hall, sending a vibration of worry that I'm going to get bullied. Law of attraction can't buck that current, it can only match it. And I was saying, why would that happen to me? I'm such a nice guy. I know a lot of you are thinking that. Why do negative things happen to positive people? What's up with that? thinking, wow, I'm kind and I'm loving and I'm generous and I'm such a good person, yet I keep attracting negative things. So I was curious too. And then uh, as I was growing up, I was a loner, but I was also the guy that was really careful about being positive. And I would have a lot of people come to me. And then I, when I was working for the government, I was a project manager. Unknowingly, I was teaching law of attraction to employees one at a time in my office, not publicly. That was 21 years ago. This is weird. Listen, I've been weird my whole life with this subject. And even before law of attraction existed, like you, it's like, oh, is that new? It's not new. I was using these words like you guys have too. And whenever you use these words, you're describing evidence of law of attraction. So before the word law of attraction, you were already experiencing it like I was. How about when I was saying, wow, this is such a coincidence. This is serendipitous. This is synchronistic. This is fate or karma or kismet or luck or everything was meant to be. Everything fell into place. My hunch is all of you have said at least that once. And when you did, it was evidence of law of attraction. So when you say, hey, I was just thinking about you. This is such a coincidence. Remember earlier I said law of attraction will unfold and orchestrate to bring you whatever you gave your attention to? Say, oh, wow, I'm on a roll. This is like the third client that canceled today. Remember I said earlier, whatever, so when you're complaining about that. So I got to see that pattern, and then I was teaching it to people. And then a friend about 22 years ago invited me to go to a seminar. And remember, by this time, I could explain to my friends, without really using the word law of attraction, why they attracted positive things. Boy, everybody loved my, you know, I was teaching them affirmations and all. This was, you know, back in the days when I was still learning. And then somebody would say, but why do I track negative things? That would shut me up. I didn't know how to answer that question. Nobody could. 
why would the universe, why would God, why would this, why would that? I didn't have the answer. I went to Seattle and I went to a seminar with Esther Hicks. And within the first 20 minutes, I heard the most important sentence in my life. And after I heard the sentence, I live on an island, so I took a ferry back to Victoria, BC. That's where I live. It's north of Seattle, if you know where that is, on the Canadian coast. I took a ferry home and I thought that I was just given the answer to the most challenging question everybody's asking me. And the question was, why am I attracting negative things? And that's when I learned about the law of attraction and that it's a vibration matcher. It's not a decider. It doesn't have favoritism. It doesn't have prejudice. It doesn't know if you want it or don't want it or whether it's good or bad for you or whether it's helpful or not helpful. It is not even smart, but it is obedient. So I got home and I was some proud of myself. I thought, I got this. So I called my friend Linda. She's, a, she's also an NLP practitioner. Her and I studied NLP together, which stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming. So we started to talk about NLP and how it related to this. Her and I sat in my living room one Sunday. And we had a little meeting, very deliberate, talked about law of attraction. And then we started to attract things. And the people around us would say, ooh, I like how you said that. But you know, this was 21 years ago when being positive was kind of weird and out there. But I would reframe things. That means to relanguage it. People say, well, they'd like it. I said, oh, how do you learn that? I said, well, you know what? Come to my house on Sunday. My friend Linda and I are talking about it. So then there was four people. Q, one year later, I had 44 people coming to my apartment with lawn chairs and cushions. And listen, I know that you know that when you've got 44 people coming to your house, you've got to take charge. So it, was, it became beyond a conversation. And then I start to apply the law of attraction and NLP together, and I start doing little mini trainings. That's what people wanted. And I did that for a year. And then I start doing teleclasses. Remember the days of teleclasses? We were doing conference calls. It's so oh, yeah. clubhouse, except this is much oh, yeah. better, of course. You know, I was renting bridge lines, and I was doing... Um, I was doing calls for like network marketing companies and other groups. And I was every Thursday, I was working for the government. I'd rush home at five o'clock. I'd get inside of my desk and I'd be ready for an old teleclass at six o'clock. And I talked about the law of attraction. I did it every Thursday for a year. Sometimes nobody showed up. Sometimes 300 people showed up. Meanwhile, I don't have a book. But I, had a, uh, I was given tools and tips and people were emailing me saying, oh, I love when you said that. I love this. I love your example about the bubble. I love the vibrational meter meter. Other stuff that you don't even know that I haven't talked about yet. They were saying they're love. So I've got a massive scrapbook, probably like a binder, about eight inches thick of thank you notes and cards and success stories. So I'm still working for the government. I go to this meeting where the speaker came to the government and I'm on an island. If you're still here at six o'clock, you don't get off. If you're here, you're staying overnight. And I knew that he wasn't going to make it to the ferry or that he was stuck here. So I said, Hey, do you want me to show you around Victoria? He said, yes, and we're talking. Remember, I'm a government employee, and I said, I would love to be a speaker. And when I was working the government, I was a trainer, but I was talking about IT stuff, like technical stuff. So I already had the front of the room experience, and I, was, I loved talking about law of attraction. And he didn't know that. He said, well, it'd be really helpful if you had a book. And I thought, listen, bro, I am a government employee. I don't have a book. So on the way home, my little voice, that's my own voice, by the way. That's my own subconscious mind that stored everything is reminding me, listen, Michael, you've got an eight-inch binder 
of tools and processes and success stories and people like this and people like that. And that's the day I came home and I started to write my book. And I went across the street to the pub every day for about an hour and I wrote and I glued and I cut and pasted it and I put a whole book together. And while I was doing that, remember the teleclasses I was doing? This was when websites just first came out for me about 20 years ago. I had a website called, still do, lawofattractionbook.com. And you know what the very first thing that I did with my book two years before publishing it? I did the cover. The very first thing that I did the cover. And I promoted snot out of that for two years. And then after I got the book done, I had a printer, I collected people's email addresses. I collected 5,000 email addresses. The printer called me and said, we're delivering your books on Wednesday, COD. And you know, I had a blank credit card ready to pay for 5,000 books. So on Sunday, I sent an email out to the 5,000 people that said they wanted to be interested when my book comes out. And I woke up Monday morning and I thought I had a virus. I turned on my computer. You got a new sale, you got a new sale, you got a new sale, you got 20 new sales, you got 30 new sales. I sold 5,000 books in 24 hours and then it died down. And then I thought, I've got five. So then I had a book party. I had my friends come over. I was signing, somebody was stuffing, somebody was labeling, somebody was going to the post office. Some people bought 10 books. And then it was dead quiet for about four days because everybody that wanted a book had a book. And then people wrote in and said, oh, can I get a 10 pack? I said, 10 pack? I don't have a 10 pack. I have no packs. And that's how the success of my book started. It was all because of teleclasses, my audience, uh, and I published that in 2000, uh, 2003. Uh, I was asked to be in the secret twice. I didn't want to give up to the rights to the most important part of my book, which is on allowing. So I turned that offer down. 2006, all the buzz about law of attraction and the secret. Well, they didn't call it, as you know, they didn't call it law of attraction. They called it the secret, the secret, the secret. And I thought, I know that name. And so I was resistant to watch it because I thought, well, what am I going to do now? The secret's going to take over the law of attraction world. But I quickly learned that the secret was very inspirational. However, it wasn't a how-to guide. And that's what my book, remember my book was a seminar first. It was the tools and the process. So this, I wrote my book in 2003. I sold a quarter of a million copies on my own. I live on Gilligan's Island, a self-published author. And then 2006 and then 2008, Oprah finally had the people from The Secret on. And I can say this publicly, it wasn't well done. <laughs> they, were, they were talking over each other and they were mixing up messages and Oprah got in a lot of flack over that. So Monday morning, my office, I say it like I got a big office, my sister gets a phone call and says, hey, this is the Oprah Winfrey office. We're doing some research on the law of attraction. Um, and everybody keeps referring to Michael Loge's book, and we can't find it. Remember, I live on Gilligan's Island, so uh, we sent them a book, and the next day we got another call from another person at the Oprah office and said, hey, I'm calling from the Oprah's office. We're doing some research. Can you send us a copy of Michael's book? Yes, twice. No, I'm not even done. Wednesday, we get another call from another producer. So I don't know this to be true, but my hunch is Oprah peeked her head inside the, the, the planning meeting and said, Somebody fix this because that show on The Secret didn't go over too well. Q Friday, I get a call from the head producer that says, we apologize for having you send three books, but we'd like a box, please. So I sent a box of books to Oprah's place. 
then I had an insider at the Oprah studio saying that Oprah was carrying my book in her purse. Are you kidding me? Can somebody Instagram that for me? Um, that had an offer to be interviewed by Oprah. I know. Uh, can somebody IG that, please? On it. Uh, am I talking too On much, it. by the way? Just let me know because that's my style. So you can interrupt me if you need to. Let's go. So I get a call from the. Yeah, so I had to go to vet. Oprah said she wanted to interview me on her radio show, Soul Series. And remember, I'm Michael Rosier with the self-published book, Living on Gilligan's Island. I also expected it. I never sent them an email. I never sent them a book, you know, unsolicited. Everything was unfolded. You know, the years, the five years in Victoria that I was doing seminars, I would always say, this is when Dr. Phil was on Tuesdays, and I would make the joke, I want to be Michael Mondays. Who supports me with that? Of course. So I talked about that hundreds of times. I would be Michael Mondays. And yes, I would go to Chicago and film Monday Mondays and fly back to Victoria. I would do that. So then Oprah called and said, not Oprah, the studio said, Oprah wants to interview you. So I had to take, leave Gilligan's Island, Vancouver Island, fly to Vancouver to go to a radio station that had XM Connection. It was in March. It was a little cold. So, you know, kind of wintry here. So I did the interview with Oprah. She's quoting from my book at the end of each chapter, because it's my style, I summarize everything that you should learn. She said, she said, I love this. She goes, when I read it, listen, Oprah Winifred said this about my book. When I read everything I learned, I was so proud because I did learn it. You're such a great writer. Everybody should read this book. Of course, I'm not allowed to say that or quote it or let you hear it, but hashtag she said it. So the interview's done. I'm pretty excited. I put my jacket on. I zipped it up. I put my, I had a, like a knapsack on. I put that on. I put my hat on. It was cold. And the producer knocks on the glass and he points to him and said, Oprah. Now, if you know anything about radio, when you're done, you're done. Like they have to move on. So I thought, oh, she's coming back to thank me, which is pretty odd, you know, in, in, the, in the process. So I pick up, I put the headset on over my hat, over my knapsack, over my jacket. And here's what I hear. We loved him so much last week. We brought him back for another interview, Michael Lozier. So what nobody knows is that I was fully dressed with a hat and everything for the second interview. Oh, wait, I'm not done. It happened four times. She kept me on the line for two hours, interviewed me four times. I was the most interviewed guest on the Soul Series. Not only on the radio was I Michael Mondays, I was aired four times a day on Oprah's channel, on Oprah's show, on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, for three months. My book went from 197 to number three. I had two books ahead of me. One was Harry Potter, not out and not fair, but it was still there. And the second one was The Secret. You see, when Oprah was talking about The Secret on her show, she didn't use the word secret. She used the word law of attraction. And my book was the only book with that word in the title. So as people were hearing about the secret, they weren't typing it in. Now, Q's a secret. It did well. It was published in about 50 languages. And every country that got that book went to Google, uh, went to Amazon and said, what's hot? Oh, look at this book, Law of Attraction. That's hot. Let's get that in our language. So meanwhile, this is a, um, a fun story. So meanwhile, I'm getting emails like every second day from like Guatemala and Egypt and, and you know, in English, all countries, all over the world say, we'd like to speak to your foreign rights manager. And I thought, to myself, what's that? I didn't know what that, listen, um, I, I'm a trainer that lives on an, I didn't know what, a, I wasn't even an author at this point. I was a trainer that wrote a book. That's what I was. 
So now I thought, you know, I'm telling, I'll, I'll have somebody get back to you right away. And so I took, so now I'm building a spreadsheet of 35 countries that wanted a foreign rights manager. I thought, okay, I've got to figure this out. I thought, no, I don't. Here's what I did. Here's the sentence that I used to summon the energy. Law of attraction, I'm in the process of attracting and allowing everything that I need to do, know, or have to attract my ideal foreign rights agent. I love knowing that the universe is unfolding and orchestrating everything that needs to happen to present me the ideal connection so I can take the next steps. Q, two days later, I get a call from Liza from New York. She said, Michael, uh, my name's Liza. I'm calling from New York. I'm a foreign rights agent. I said, oh. I'm looking at my watch. I'm expecting your call. She said, I got a call from Iroquois, and they're interested in your book, but she said, you don't have a publisher. I said, no, I'm, I'm self-published. And she said, well, I'll tell you what we do. And she explained how they take the book and they sell it to foreign countries and they look after the legal work and the translation. She said, we'd love to represent you. And, you know, I said, oh, and, she, and then I said, well, I have a spreadsheet of 35 countries. <laughs> I think she fainted. She said, what? I said, I have a spreadsheet. And within seven days, she sold the rights to my book to 30 countries. And to date, it's been 37 countries. I also want to let everybody know that I never had a business card in my entire career. And I never made a phone call in my entire career. And I never pitched anything. I'm a deliberate attractor. And you can be too. You are. Being a deliberate attractor means you need to be doing something deliberately. Let me know if you want to know more. Yes. Yeah, we want to know more. Yeah, <laughs> heck yeah. Wow. Come on, Michael. Yeah, no, 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 honestly, I don't know the I don't know the boundaries here. So I'm just being pretty naive and I'm thinking, I will go until they tell me to stop it. I haven't told you the juicy stuff yet. And my hunch is that you're in. Say yes if you're in. Yes. Let's do it. Thank you. you guys you guys are fun. This is funner than being on a stage with 2,800 people. I get to sit down. Okay, so let's talk about law of attraction. Again, I'm gonna recap what you've heard so far. Right now, the obedient law of attraction, it's energy around you. It's in your office, it's in your bedroom, it's in your car, it is everywhere, and it is energy. And I can't prove it to anybody. I can't put it in a Petri dish. I can't put it in a test tube and say, here, do you believe me now? But what if today, I could teach you something with your words that'll show you evidence within a couple days that your words create your results. That's what I'm gonna to do today. Remember, law of attraction is eavesdropping. When I talk about the vibrational bubble, I have, um, I did a web page where some of the graphics that I'm talking about are on the page. So for you folks that are visual, you can go to Clubhouse Class Notes, my website, clubhouseclassnotes.com. When I'm talking about the upcoming graphics, you can draw them or you can look at them. But the first one I want to talk about is law of attraction, the bubble, the vibrational bubble. It looks like this. Imagine you have like 10 hula hoops all up and down your body. That's your bubble. And inside this vibrational bubble, guess what, Captain Obvious? It's your vibrations. If you're not used to the word vibration, maybe you use the word vibe. And we use the word vibe to describe a mood or a feeling. He's giving off a good vibe. She's got a negative vibe. I don't like the vibe in this room or this city. We use the word vibe to describe a mood or a feeling. That's it. I use the word vibration, been using it for years. Now people use the word vibe to describe the vibration. And when they use the word vibe, they're describing a mood and feeling. And there's only two kinds. 
draw this on your page, positive symbol and neg negative symbol. These are the two kinds of vibrations. And right now, you have one. You're not even doing it on purpose. Right now, you have a feeling or a mood, and it's either on the negative side or the positive side. Now, you could be slightly irritated or super peed off. It's still on the negative side. Or you could be, you know what, I'm content or super elated. My point is, there's nothing in the middle. It's like, no, I'm neutral. No, you're not neutral. There is no neutral. You're either sending, and when I mean sending, what does that mean? You're having. If you're feeling sad and lonely and disappointed and ticked off, without knowing it, you're emitting or you're putting off or you're sending a negative vibe. It's true that you could stand beside somebody and say, ooh, I'm picking up their vibes. You see, a vibe isn't something that you smell or taste, taste or touch or hear. A vibe is a feeling, and you all have one. Matter of fact, you all have a vibrational meter reader. Wouldn't that be nice to have an app for that? Turn the app on, give your body a quick little scan. Like, oh, I wonder what my vibes are. And you look at the app, and there's only two answers to that question. And the app has a sound. Maybe you scan yourself, and it says this. You know, that's the negative vibe. And then you're in a good mood. You scan yourself, and it's going ding, 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 ding. Wouldn't that be fun to have a vibrational meter reader app? Guess what? There's no such thing. You don't need one. All of you have your own vibrational meter reader. Matter of fact, you have an internal vibrational meter reader. Your, your vibrational meter reader is your feelings. Your feelings are the indicator where the vibe is. If you're feeling excited and appreciation and abundance and bliss and glory and you just you love your life, then you are sending a positive vibration. You're not even doing it on purpose. So law of attraction is responding to the vibration. And by responding, I mean matching it. I'm going to write this down again. Match vibrations. It's like a factory robot. Here's a vibration. What do I do with it? I don't know. Check the manual. What does it say? Match it. Here's a vibration. What do I do with it? Here's a vibration. Hey, but, the, but, but Michael's a nice guy. doesn't matter. We don't, we're not deciders. We're not judgers. We're matchers. No brain required in that job. Now, I just want to break down a couple little myths, in my opinion, with my work when people say, well, you know what, the universe sent me that to teach me a lesson. The universe isn't in the business of teaching lessons. The universe is in the business of matching vibrations. If you attracted it, it wasn't to teach you a lesson. It was to show you the vibration that you were sending about it. Well, the universe knows what's good for me. No, the universe doesn't know what's good for you. The universe is matching the vibration. You decide what's good for you. You give it attention, energy, and focus. And the obedient will match it. It doesn't know whether it's good or bad for you. It's obedient. Well, I, I, I saw it three times. That's a sign from the universe. The universe doesn't give you signs. It matches. The reason why you attracted something, good or bad, three times, isn't a sign from the universe. It's a match from the universe. 
In other words, the reason why you saw it the second time because of your excitement the first time and you noticed it and you told somebody and you gave it attention. And then you see it the second time. You say, there it is again. There's that thing that I said that I saw. The universe wants. So now you're giving it attention. Now you attract it the third time and you say, that's my sign that I should have it. You can call it your sign, but here's the rule. If it feels good, it's your sign. Then take it. It meant you lined up the energy to have that. And if it doesn't feel good, that's just an indicator that you need to change the vibration. Well, how do you do that? Okay, just to recap again, right now, you are putting off or sending or emitting a positive or negative vibration. And law of attraction is responding to this by giving you more of the same. It doesn't know that you're watching something or listening to something or pretending or remembering something positive, remembering something negative, engaging in negative conversation or praying or visualizing or manifesting. It's responding to how you feel about all of that. Now, let's talk about the words. And there's three words in your vocabulary that when you use them, it causes you to give attention to what you don't want. Imagine that. Imagine giving attention to what you don't want. The law of attraction, that's not very smart. It's eavesdropping. It says, oh, Michael's giving attention to counseling clients. Oh, we can do that. So now law of attraction unfolds its energy, so I get more counsel clients. What a perfect match that was. I want you to draw a circle. I want you to draw the inner you know, size of a golf ball. I want you to draw the international do not. Pretend it's a no smoking sign. You know that bar that goes through it? Just draw the international do not use no smoking sign circle the size of a golf ball. So here's your homework between now and the rest of your life is to reduce and eliminate these three words. Write them in this box, please. The first word is don't. The second word is not. Hey, the third word's only two letters long. It's no, N-O. Don't, not, and no. Okay, we're gonna play a little law of attraction game. And what's law of attraction doing? Eavesdropping. And now, not me or you, but somebody you know, they wake up and they got a cancel client. And the first thing they said, oh, I don't like when client cancels, it drives me crazy. I don't like when they don't keep their appointments. And then they set a clubhouse room. Who else doesn't like when people don't keep the appointments? Let's talk about it for an hour about canceling clients. Law of attractions in that clubhouse too, eavesdropping. Oh, I'm gonna do a quick little Instagram about, oh, how it drives me crazy when cancel. Uh, uh, give me a little flash if you know where I'm going with this story. Yes. So good. Oh, dear diary, here's what's going on in my world today. I'm going to spend 20 minutes in my diary, and I'm going to call all my friends, and I'm going to get all the staff involved about what are we going to do about the counseling clients. Or how about the time that you said you didn't want something to happen all week, and then it happened on Friday, and here's what you say. This is exactly what I said I didn't want. I've been saying all week, see, I told you so. My hunches, some of you are thinking, ooh, I've said that before. Because you'll point out and say, this is what I said I didn't want. Now you know what you can say next time. Boy, law of attraction's good. It unfolded and orchestrated whatever I needed to do, know or have to bring what I gave attention to, whether I wanted it or didn't want it. 
every time you use the word don't, not, and no, you just gave attention to what you didn't want to give attention to. Do you say this in your emails? Don't hesitate to contact me. How about this? This is not a scam. Oh, I didn't think it was until you brought that up. You won't be disappointed. Wow, this is a scam. You're going to be disappointed and hesitate to contact me. Don't drink and drive. Don't do drugs. Don't have sex. Don't spill your milk. Don't beat up your brother. Don't talk back to your mother. Don't forget. How about when your doctor says, this won't hurt? Oh, I didn't think it was until you brought it up. You know, every time you use the word don't, not, and no, you just gave attention to what you didn't want to give attention to. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, let's talk about Google. Go to Google and type in no football. Do you think you're going to get hockey? No. Go to Google. Not right now, later. Go to Google and type in no football. Google will give you millions of matches to football. You see, Google strips away the word, oh, you're still not sure? Go type in no sex and see what shows up. Google strips away the words don't, not, and no, and brings you what you said you didn't want. Well, well, well. Is law of attraction just vibrational Google? When I input what I don't want in my words, I gave it attention. And as I give anything attention, I send the vibe of what I'm giving attention to. So first box is the word don't, not, circles the word don't, not, and no. Draw another circle right beside it. And this box is thoughts. So what I'm talking about becomes my thought. I'm talking about my clients counseling, that becomes a thought. I'm talking about having a bad interview, that becomes my thought. Hey, listen, I want to tell you a quick story. I was recently interviewed by a golf pro, and I don't golf, so I don't know anything about it. So even before the show, I said, if we can stick the law of attraction in the brackets, I said, I don't, listen, I don't know much about golf. And I thought, please don't ask me golf questions. Please don't ask me golf questions. Oh, Michael Losha is good. Opened up with golf questions and I didn't really answer it, but I told him, he says, well, how does law of attraction and golf, what do they got in common? And here's my answer. The golf game started in the car on the way to the golf course. He says, what do you mean by that? I said, what do most people tell themselves about how the day is going to, oh, I don't want this to be a problem, and I don't want this, and I don't want it to be rushed, and I don't want this. And I said, the golf game started in the car. You set the end, not you, but golfers, they set the energy in motion in the car. Oh, you're going for an interview? You set the, ener you set the energy in on the way to the interview. You're going on a date? You set the energy on the way to the date. So number one, eliminate the words don't, not, no. Number two, now I have thoughts. And those thoughts are causing me the next box, the three, third box, third or box or circle. The third box is vibes. And underneath that, draw a positive and negative symbol. So now I'm sending a vibe or a feeling. And that vibe or feeling came from the previous circle, which was thoughts. And my thoughts came from what I was giving attention to through my words or observations. You guys know this already, right? Now, you might not have used the word vibe. You said, am I ever ticked off right now? What's ticking me off? Well, you know what? I've been thinking about that. So you back up. You say, well, you know what? I've been thinking about that client. It's really ticking me off. I don't want. So you get to see this relationship. How about when your vibes are really good? It's like, you know what? My day is through the roof today. I'm loving today. I'm feeling so good. How come? Well, I'm thinking about that great client I got today. 
see today, so far you knew this relationship. Oh, let's draw a fourth circle. Inside of it, write results. And underneath it, the positive and negative symbol. So until today, you understood the relationship between what you talk about, what you're thinking about, and how you feel. Yeah, you knew that. But some of you didn't know that law of attraction was in the room. And point, draw an arrow pointed to the vibe circle. Law of attraction is eavesdropping on this vibration, and that's how you get your end results. So let's take a look at this in the reality. Some of you, my hunch, could go to an area in your life where you're not getting the results. Is it customers and clients? Is it getting a job? Is it getting an interview? Boyfriend, girlfriend, customer, anything. My hunch is you could go to that and say, Michael, here's my results. I'm not getting a job interview. Okay, that's the results. I didn't create the rule, I'm teaching it. Remember earlier I said, if this is the results you're getting, you had to have been sending the vibration. My friend says, no, I really want a job interview. Well, that's not what you're vibing. He says, how do you know? I says, I can tell by what you're getting. So, you draw another circle on the bottom. This will be the last of the circles, by the way. Inside that circle, write the word reset. My hunch is you all love a reset button. I do. When something breaks in my house, I say, oh, I don't know how to fix that. You turn it upside down, it's got a vibe reset button. Love the vibe reset button. Because when I press it, there's a knowingness it's going to get reset. I don't need to figure anything out, ever. What if I told you you had a reset button and you could reset your results? What if you could take a look at the results and say, I don't like the results I'm getting here, here, and here. I've got to reset my results. Here's how you do it. Let's go to the results box. Let's work backwards. I'm calling it a box circle. If I want to reset my results, I need to reset my vibe. We have to back up. Oh, I've got to reset my vibe. So in that reset button, write the word vibe above it. Vibe reset. This is a vibe reset button. It is your new best friend forever. Everybody says they want to control this and control that. There's only one thing in your whole world you can control, and it's right here. The only thing you have control over is your vibe, and that's the good news, because you can control your vibe to control what you're attracting, both negative and positive. And the way you reset your vibe, let's back up again. Well, how do I reset my vibe? Well, back up, I gotta change what I'm thinking about. Well, how do I reset my thoughts? Well, I gotta eliminate the words don't, not, and no. Let's do a quick little uh, recap. When people are worried, they're using the word don't, not, and no. Oh, I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to happen. When people are complaining, they're using the word don't, not, and no. When you're giving attention to something, you're using the word don't, not, and no. So your homework between, between now and the rest of your life is to eliminate this, but I'm the how-to guy. I'm gonna tell you how to do that. Here is the reset sentence. Write that down, reset sentence. Now, here's what's gonna happen between now and the rest of your life every time. You go to use the word don't, not a no, go to type the word don't, not a no, go to say it, read it, and think about it. You cannot not hear my voice say, Write this down. So, comma, what do I want? This is your new best friend right here. So what do I want? Let's practice this. Hey, don't forget. 
Oh, I just said don't forget. So what's the only one? Remember, don't slam the door. Oh, what, what do I want? Close the door quietly. Don't hesitate to contact me. You're typing that. Your little baby finger is going to go backspace, backspace, backspace. Don't hesitate to contact me. So what do I want? Contact me in the next couple of days. You won't be disappointed. Oh, they won't be disappointed. So what do I want? You'll be excited to hear more. Go to a big department store. Don't use this door. You know what it could say? Use that door. Don't park here. Could say, park over there. You wait till you see how many times you use the word don't, not, and no. And every time you use it, you just gave attention to what you didn't want to give attention to. And anytime you give attention to anything, the obedient law of attraction, which is not very smart, but very obedient, will unfold and orchestrate to bring you more of what you said didn't or did want. Write this next word down. The word is accountability. You know, part of my NLP, I learned, I love word origins, like we heard earlier. I, how, what makes up that word? Well, there's two words that make up the word accountability. One of them is account. The other one is ability. So we use the word accountability sometimes with a pointing finger. You need to take accountability. We are going to take our own accountability. Here's what it means in my world. My ability to account for, say it again, my ability to, to, to account for why, big capital letters, why I'm attracting what I'm attracting. I'll say it again. It's this accountability. It's my ability to account for why I'm attracting what I'm attracting. Well, when do you do that? Well, when you get a parking space. Don't you love to brag about that? Hey, look at me. I got another. I always get parking spaces. That's there because of me. My angel did it. My vibes did it. Oh, I knew I'd get the parking space. They always happen to me. You see, when it comes to parking spaces, you have the ability to account for why you attracted it, and you'll tell everybody. But how about when the crappy stuff shows up? Why is it happening to me? Why is the universe doing this? Now, you have the accountability to know why. You don't have to like what you're attracting, but you need to own it. Here's my goal for you. You'll point out the things that you use law of attraction deliberately for and say, hey, look at me, this new client, this parking space, this job interview, this is here because of me. My vibes brought that. Boy, isn't that taking accountability? Look at me, this is here because of me. And when the crappy stuff shows up, ugh, look at this, what I just attracted. This is here because of me. And the real question is, what was I doing that caused me to send the vibration that caused me to attract this? Remember earlier I was saying that positive people attract negative things? Listen, Oprah Winfrey attracted negative things, and she's not a negative person. Michael Loshi attracted negative things, and he's not a negative person. Law of attraction doesn't know who we are. It's responding to vibration. I'm going to teach one more slice and dice word. Write this word down. Responsibility. You know I'm going to slice that little puppy. Responsibility. Here it is. My ability to respond. 
It's not what happens to you, it's how you respond to it. So responsibility, it's my ability to respond. Oh, something negative and crappy just happened to me? Guess what? I'm gonna have a snit fit for about two minutes because you gotta get it out. And then people will say, well, I thought you said not to be negative. It's okay to be negative. It's okay to get off. It's, a code, it's okay to break dishes and scream. Draw another circle. And right inside the circle, right, it's okay to be negative. And write this in big capital letters, briefly. So, client canceled, get off the phone, say, this drives me crazy. I hate when clients cancel. Rah, 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 rah. Look at the clock and say, okay, so here's what I like. Betty, she was ideal. She hires me every month and, and just have a different thought. Take the responsibility. You have the ability to change your thought. And here's the big deal. You can only have one thought at a time. So have the snit fit, get ticked off, get angry, break dishes, get it out of your system, press the reset button, and give attention to what you do want. Tell me if you feel relief knowing that it's okay to be negative briefly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like, oh my God, trying to hold those negative vibes and it's not good for you. They'll become, un they'll become unprocessed negative emotions. Let it go. Get ticked off. Get angry. Say yes if you're having fun. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Thank you, Michael. We're having so much fun. Thank oh, you, thank you. Listen, my voice, my uh, my hunch is my voice is going to be in your head. Say yes if that's you. Yep. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. So, yes. So, so here's what I'd like to do. I want to recap everything that you heard me say. And maybe this time you can maybe put your pen down and notice that as you're hearing it for the second and third time, Notice how it's integrating with you with quite ease and how maybe you've maybe submitted to some of the ideas and maybe you'll catch yourself filling in the blanks before I even say them. And the reason why you'll be able to retain so much of what you heard today is because I've been using accelerated learning techniques. I've been using techniques to help accelerate your learning. One more note, if you're the visual kind of person and you'd like to see, I, um, I have a, an infographic friend that did an infographic of everything that you heard me say today, you can go to my website, clubhouseclassnotes.com. You can print it off. It's got the four boxes on it. It's got the don't nod and no circle. It's got the vibe reset button. It's got the vibrational bubble guy. It could be your placemat. Make it your placemat. Print it off, eat food off of it. Train your brain. Because my real goal today was to brainwash you. My goal was to wash your brain of the things that weren't serving you. My goal was to wash your brain of the things that were causing you to attract negative things despite being a positive person. Okay, sit back and relax. I'm gonna take 1.2 minutes and summarize everything that you heard me say. Well, right now and right now, everybody has a mood or a feeling. It's caused from what you're observing or what you're giving attention to, what you're reading and writing. You cannot not have a mood or a feeling, and there's only two kinds, positive ones and negative ones. And right now you have one. There could be different degrees of the positive vibes or the negative vibes, but right now you have one. And this feeling is causing you to emit or send off or put off a vibe. And this universal energy called law of attraction is everywhere. And it has a two word job description. 
It's match vibrations. It's a vibrational matcher. It doesn't decide whether the vibration that you're sending is good or bad for you, or whether you want it or don't want it, or whether it's helpful or not helpful, or whether you're a good person or a bad person. It doesn't know who you are, it being this energy. It's not a brain, it's not a person, it's not a thing. It's a responder to vibrations. And right now, it's unfolding and, unfolding and orchestrating to match the vibration you're sending about everything and everything. So we take a look at negative things that we're attracting and we say, why am I attracting that? I must have given attention to something that I don't want, but I didn't put on my bathroom mirror, my clients cancel appointments. Michael Osha said I had to give that attention, but I'm not. But boy, over lunch this week, I told Betty, I spent a whole hour talking about these clients that are driving me crazy. Guess what? Law of Attraction came to lunch. And it was eavesdropping when you were talking about that. That's why it keeps happening. So there's four circles, four boxes. The first one, the words. Whenever you use the word don't, not, and no, you just brought attention to what you didn't want to bring attention to. So I want you to look at the circle with the line through it, don't nod and know, look at it, burn the image, burn, burn, burn. You cannot not remember this for the rest of your life. But you got to fix to that. Because when you said the word don't nod and know, now you're giving attention, you're thinking about what you don't want. And when I think about what I don't want, it sends the vibration. Remember earlier I said, people said you need to get a feeling for it. You don't need to get a feeling. You get a feeling for it. You get that vibe when you talk about what you don't want. And that's what your results are. You know this already. What if you get positive results? Well, let's talk about those and celebrate those and get a group together and everybody talks about the results. Let's log them, brag about them, talk about them, Instagram them. And the whole time that you were celebrating your results, Bob Attraction didn't know you were celebrating them or talking about them. It was unfolding and orchestrating to bring you more of what that vibration was. So there's a lot to be said for celebrating the matches, celebrating the things that you like. But when you track something that you don't like, you'll take accountability for that and say, well, this is here because of me. I don't like it, but I got to own it. And the real question is, what was I saying that caused me to attract something negative? It was the don't, not, and know. Starting today, every time you see or read or type the word don't, not, and know, you cannot not hear my voice say, so what do you want? Because when you go from what you do, you don't want to what you do want, the words change. Don't forget the new words. Remember, don't hesitate to contact me. Contact me soon. When I go from what I don't want to what I do want, the words change. Remember those boxes? When the words change, what I'm thinking about changes. What I'm thinking about changes, the vibes change. And I can only have one vibe at a time time. And Law of Attraction, this is good news. Law of Attraction doesn't know what my vibe was yesterday or two days ago. It doesn't have a Michael Loshi file folder on my vibes. It's responding to the vibe in the current tense and the current vibration. So the good news is you could have been dis disappointed and angry and ticked off for years about a subject. When the vibes change, the results change. So then you get negative results. Well, how do I change that? You got to change the words. So you say, so what do I want? And now law of attraction is responding to that word. I can summarize everything in five words. I already did it, but I'll do it again. Write this down. I get what 
I vibrate. You don't always get what you want, but you always get what you vibrate. <sighs> Everybody take a deep breath. That was fun for me. <laughs> Is there a format for questions or what do you do, Glenn? I'm new here. <laughs> uh, what we do is we celebrate the best interview I never did. Thank you. And, um, wow, man. I just appreciate the practical application and the way that you just broke that down. It answered so many questions for me specifically, as I'm sure it did for other people here in uh, here in the audience. And so give everyone that website one more time, please, for the notes. I would love for everyone to download that. Certainly. You can go to clubhouseclassnotes.com and uh, all those graphics are there. You can right click on the print off the infographic. And honestly, it is the summary of uh, law of attraction that I talked about today. Oh, I wanted to say, Gillian, you are in good company. I've had this experience twice where I, I don't know how it happened. I kind of took over the show. One was with Gary Null. Do you know Gary Null from New York? He had a radio station. After about three minutes, you know what he said? I've never done this before. I'm going to go on mute. <laughs> So that's when I found out I was on the Gary Null show without Gary Null. So I appreciate that it was okay for me to do that. And Oprah said it in the last two shows. She said, we want to have callers come in. And she said, I'm not going to interview you. She said, do you want us to send you a list of the questions? And I said, absolutely not. Using the word not. I said, let's do it live. So Glenn, Oprah, and Gary Null all are on the same page, letting Michael Lozier take over the show. I appreciate that. Yes, I love that. I'm in great, I'm in great company. I'm, you did a phenomenal job. And as far as uh, time for questions and whatnot, we do close the room here at 11 o'clock uh, each day. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, challenge anyone that has questions to go ahead and DM Michael those questions. I hope we can get to them. I'm also going to challenge Michael. I'm going to challenge. I'm going to put it out there that Michael's going to come back and join us again on Breakfast with Champions. Are you guys okay with that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, please. Yeah. So we'll, Thank you. Yeah, we'll bring Michael back and we'll, and we'll dig in. I am, however, going to put one question out there for you, Michael, and then we'll close this off, if that's okay. Oh, you're the boss. So when it comes to law of attraction, and I 100% believe in it, and I apply it as, or it applies to my life every single minute of every single day, right? The question that I get or the thing that I hear often when people are talking about law of attraction, there are people that will say, well, that's stupid. You can't just sit on the couch and think about what you want. You have to take action. And so I would love for you to explain that side of law of attraction, and then we'll close out, if you don't mind. 
Yes, I'd love to. It's a great question, and I get that as well. And of course, I've, I've got a classic answer for it. So, law, you know, here's your job with law of attraction. Your job is to identify what you want and offer it purely. And by offering it, I mean just send the vibration. Well, what does purely mean? Purely means without doubt, because doubt's a negative vibration. You know, in my book, The Three-Step Formula, I talk about doubt is what blocks desire. So the speed at which you can manifest anything isn't determined in how bad you want it. It's determined in how much doubt you have in receiving it. So the, the notion is that here's what I want. When I, you see, when I do a search on Google, I let Google go find the answer. I don't go search for it. I don't say, hey, Google, I'm looking for one of these, and here's where to find it. I don't need Google then. So same with law of attraction. If you want to attract something, you have to submit the request with your vibration, which is the clarity of your words. I'd like one of these and one of these and one of these. That was the list. You submitted it to Google. And don't go looking for it. And people say, well, aren't you supposed to take action? Yes. You'll know when it's time to take action when law of attraction starts to deliver things that are in alignment to that. Don't go shopping because you didn't need law of attraction. It's like going to go, it's like ordering something at a restaurant and then calling them to find out if the oven's hot enough. How's the cook doing in the kitchen there? No, you have to place the order and wait for feedback. You see, when you do a search on Google and Google brings you answers, the first answer Google brings you isn't always the perfect one, but you gotta look at it to see how good you're doing, how close you are. Same with law of attraction. You'll know when it's time to take action by how it feels. And in the meantime, keep collecting things that are in alignment to that and sift through them. Say, okay, this is an alignment. I like that. I'd like more of that, please. Oh, I don't like that. I'd like this instead. Just keep, it's like if you're doing a search on Google, you got to keep changing the words until Google comes back and say, this is exactly what you said you wanted. And you'll accept it by how it feels. Thank you, Glenn, and everybody else today. It was an honor being here. Slash those mics, slash those mics, slash those mics. One thing really quickly. Michael also does emotional code. And I hope that when he comes next time, you can ask him about that. He's an emotional code practitioner. It is incredibly fascinating and when i experienced it and observed it for the first time the first person i thought of was joy when she was explaining her chronic pain and this is naida i'm leading with love and light thank you i second that thank you naida and there it is it's in the universe and we're going to make that happen michael we're bringing you back and we're going to talk about emotional code and i yes. am excited for that conversation thank you Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Oh, Thank I, you. By the way, I, I also planted that seed beetle, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I'm, I'm good. You are good. You are good. Hey, this is Breakfast with Champions, the Millionaire Breakfast Club, your opportunity to get a seat at the table to hang out with some of those that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We are here Monday through Friday.
Friday from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, bringing you motivation, education, and inspiration. We're also here on Saturdays from 6 to noon. And of course, do not forget the fabulous Club 111 at 111 Eastern Time on Sundays, where we worship and we have prayer and we have a sermon. And if that is your jam, make sure you don't miss that. It's always impactful easiest way for you to keep track of all that is just hit that green club in the top right hand corner of your screen you can follow our club get notified anytime we have any of these rooms and that concludes today's episode of breakfast with champions it has been fire thank you so much for choosing for choosing to share this space and time with me it means the absolute world to me i absolutely stink and love every single one of you and we'll see you here again tomorrow on breakfast with Champions. We love, love you guys. Thank you, Thank you, Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.